Welcome to the Crystal Guardian Podcast. My name is Caressa, and this is a show on which I share about my life as a healer and crystal artist. Here, we meet at the crossroads of creativity and consciousness, art and spirituality, giving a voice to the visionaries of today. Hello and welcome. I am so happy that you're tuning in. I'm so happy that you're here listening to another episode of the Crystal Guardian podcast. Today, a topic that has been on my mind, in my heart, really a theme that I've been moving through the past year. It is, when do you call yourself a real artist? And not so much when, but how strongly can you step into that word or that role of the artist? Yeah, to take you a little bit on my journey through this landscape, when I was a little kid, I would draw everything, everywhere. I would always draw fairies. I had big, big fairy paintings all over my bedroom walls, and I would draw them in every single piece of paper and every single notebook that I had, I would draw fairies and horses. Um, Those were the two things that I would draw everywhere. And I was always praised for, oh, you can draw so beautifully and so well and da-da-da. But when I started going to high school, I saw for the very first time that there were comparisons. There was always this one person who could draw better or create better or make more aesthetically pleasing arts and make more aesthetically pleasing projects. And this is when I started to second guess myself as someone who can make arts. You know, this is around the age of, what what was I, I think 14, like 12 to 14, something like that. I can really, I, I can still remember the person in the classroom and he uh, this was one of my friends actually and he would draw the most beautiful beautiful elephants like that was his thing but he also grew up to be an artist and just creates such such beautiful beautiful things still to this day but yeah it, it was so confronting to me I was insecure as a child I was severely bullied in high school Wanting to fit in was very important for me. Feeling safe among my peers was very important because I didn't. So you start to compare yourself. You want to do something and be good at it and hopefully people will like you because of it. And and this is really where me comparing myself to others started. In later years, when I was going to art school, when I was studying arts uh, myself, I went to art school here in the Netherlands and studied spatial design. So basically anything that's a space, urban design, interior design, architecture, um, spatial design. And I quit after the very first year. I mean, I finished the whole year. My grades were fine and had a lot of fun. But one of the major things for me to quit because I didn't feel like I belonged with all these amazing, beautiful, incredibly talented people. And I still had this notion that to be an artist, 
You have to be able to draw or you have to be able to paint very, very well. I also grew up with a mother who was always painting, who would make these beautiful, beautiful paintings. And still to this day, I, uh, yeah, it's not my medium. But I always had this strong belief that artists are people that draw or artists are people that paint. So I started telling myself, I am not an artist. I can't do this. Sure, I can think of this space or whatever, but all these other people are so much better at drawing and that must, must be a measure for how creative a brain can be. Which is a funny thing, right? Because there are so many different modalities of creating art, of being creative. Some people write, some people create installations, some people draw and paint, some people create things with crystals, for, for instance. Some people refurbish, some people DIY, some people macrame, some people whatever. You know, there are so many, so, so, so many things to do, to create. But I think when, when you say the word artist, I'm an artist, what do you think? What's the first thing that pops into your mind? I would want to put a bet on it that the image that's coming through you right now when I say an artist is someone in a big studio space, a big atelier with an apron on, hair a little bit wild, maybe there's a a brush or a pencil sticking into the hair of this person. There is paint splotches everywhere, canvases stacked on the wall, sketches taped on the walls everywhere, and really this very old-fashioned, you know, windows looking out at this English garden. Um, really this very, very old, nostalgic, romantic idea of an artist. The other version, of course, can be the suffering artist, the person with a cigarette in its mouth and some unopened or opened <laughs> wine bottles scattered around the space, right? But it's usually this very, very classic image. And we forget that creating art, to me, speaking from, from my own perception, creating art means to make the world just a little bit more beautiful for no apparent reason. And of course you can have, you can have reasons, of course. But I feel that an artist really in their heart, they just wanna make the world a little bit more beautiful or a little bit more understandable through the things that they create. It's a language. This notion I feel we are not taught. No one tells us that if you want to be an artist, you can just make beautiful things all day. You can make things because they make you smile, because they move you, because they bring a tear into your eye, because they make you ponder the meaning of life, because it, because it makes you feel warm and fuzzy on the inside. No one tells you that. When you go to art school, you have to process and process and dive deeper into the topic and dissect and dive deeper and even deeper so. But in that, I feel sometimes we lose our ways. And this is something that we did when I was studying art so much. I feel that really the intuition is taken out of the equation because we, I mean, especially in the thing that I did, it's making, making spatial 
designs to kind of figure out what you want to create, kind of figure out where things have to go. Making all these mock-ups, mock-up after mock-up after mock-up, and figuring out what you want to do, figuring out how you want to space things out. And for me, sometimes I made something and it felt good instantly. But what we were encouraged to do, and I don't think this is wrong, I just think that the emphasis is put on solely that way of creating too much. But what we were guided to do was to dissect that first initial hunch, to go deep, deep, deep into it and change it a little bit here and scrape a little bit off there and then maybe go around the edge here and then another idea seeps in and you try to merge them and it really flows into something else. And yes, sometimes the creative process looks like that. But sometimes, sometimes we can make something and immediately, you know, this is it. This is beautiful. This is what makes me smile. This is what makes my heart sing. To be honest, that's my way of creating. I make something and it's done. I almost never, ever, ever spend a very, very long time on an artwork. Sometimes, yes, but not, not always. And it's, it was very counterintuitive for me to learn this way of creating. And yes, it got me out of my comfort zone. Yes, I want to give full credit to the teachers that I had and to the process that you learn to take because it makes that right now I dare to experiment, right? That's, that's the point. You want to have the courage to do something that you're not sure about, to do something that you you are curious about and then follow that hunch. But in that, we forget that, yeah, that sometimes you can make something and it's, and it's just right, exactly the way it is. Maybe a little bit imperfect, but perfect because of that. Yeah, this way of creating felt very, very counterintuitive for me and you know, having this feeling of I work a little bit different from the other people around me. I don't enjoy the process as much. And then also seeing all these amazingly talented people. I think there were 300 people that applied and only, you know, 40 of us started. And I think in the end, maybe two handfuls, I'm over-exaggerating a little bit. I think between 10 and 20 people actually graduated from from those first 40 students it takes a lot. It takes a very big toll because your whole life, your whole life is creating art, being in the studio together, having fun, exploring, and really a time in my life that I look back at and think, yeah, I think so many amazing thoughts about because it was it was such a beautiful space to be in with all these other co-creators, but at the same time, very confronting because you see all these people that are extremely talented, driven, passionate, and you start comparing yourself. You start looking and, you and you know, when you are blocked and all these other people around you, they are just flowing and they are making. Yeah, to me, it felt, it felt confronting. And I think the reason why was because I hadn't found my voice. I hadn't found my language, my modality yet in that moment. Yeah, years later, I found I found my modality, right? It's crystals. Crystals are my language. Through the crystals, my creativity speaks the best. I mean, other things, sure, watercolor, I enjoy, but it's not... The energy is different. It is just different. 
When I make art with crystals, when I work with crystals, the most beautiful thing is it's a collaboration. We work together. They guide the way. It's very, very intuitive. It's a beautiful process to dive into. And then, yes, when they're right, they're right. We don't have to think about it again and again and again and change and change and change. You can trust, trust that feeling that right now it's okay, right now it's good. And why I'm sharing all of this is because I think that going through that whole through that whole journey is what caused me to not dare to call myself an artist because all these other people were creating art and I couldn't even really paint. I couldn't even make, uh, let's say, an acrylic painting or, or an oil painting. I can draw, sure, but it doesn't look like all these amazing amazing things that you see also on the internet right like with Instagram nowadays and there's this thing that you see posted a lot right like don't compare your chapter one to someone else's chapter 20 because we see these amazing artworks but we forget that maybe that person spent 50 hours trying and sketching and then finally coming to the finalized thing that you see on your Pinterest board and then we get frustrated because yeah it's not easy to create that same thing. And I think in that whole process, it's because we haven't found our own authentic voice, because we haven't found our own authentic language, but also because you need to put in the work, right? You need to find out, you need to figure out, you need to experiment through all of that to find out who you are. And then, and then you reach a point that, yes, you are creating arts. Yes, you are selling it to people and people love it. But still, there's this part of you who doesn't dare to call themselves an artist, right? Who thinks, ah, oh, no, but me, not me. No, 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 no. This person, yes, but no, me. I am just an illustrator. I just write for magazines. I just, I'm just writing articles. No, 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 I'm not an artist. You know, but actually you are. Because... Every single person, every single person on the planet is a creative person. We were born as creative people. I am right now going through the course, uh, The Artist's Way, which is a 12-week course of unblocking or unlocking your creativity. Uh, it's really, really cool. And the way that she talks about arts, I especially love. It's very much being in connection with the creator with God, so to say, or a source, whatever you want to call it. But the big creator, right? Letting that creative life force energy move through you as a human being, because that is, in essence, what every single person is feeling and what is going through all of us. But some people are doing it through coding. Some people are doing it through inventive marketing solutions you know it doesn't have to look like that classic artist with the paintbrushes in one hand and the mason jar which is a little bit murky because you've mixed the lights and the dark colors <laughs> in the other jar but you can be an artist you can be a creative person in your own way and if you feel that you are not creative there is this passage in big magic a book by Elizabeth Gilbert, which is my Bible. I am going to do a full podcast episode on this specific book. 
but there's a part where she is sharing that if you don't think that you're a creative person, sink into the knowledge and the trust that there is creativity in your lineage. If we go far back enough, there are creative people in our lines. If it's not your grandparents, then it's your great, great, great grandparents. You know, we were all born as makers, as creators. This whole life thing is just a journey, just a game to figure out your language, your modality, and the thing that makes your heart sing. You know, maybe it's funky asanas in your yoga class. It can be anything. It can truly be anything, but just the thing that makes your heart light on fire. For me, when I started creating my artworks, it was very much an intuitive thing. I started connecting with crystals, then I saw in specific places that uh, people were making art with crystals, and then there was this little spark that went off in me, and I was like, wait, wait, I can do this, I can do this. I've shared in another podcast my whole artist journey, so I'm not going too deep into that, but once I found my way of creating art, I still didn't acknowledge that that was my way of creating art that the crystals were my language. I also didn't see myself as an artist. I saw myself as a spiritual person creating things. I saw it as a sort of healing modality, but not so much as me being an artist, which is so, so silly when you think about it. Because of course it's art. Anyone from the outside looking in would say, of course you are creating art. Of course, of course, of course. But for me, it didn't feel that way. And last year, actually, with uh, when I met Sela, who is the first visionary visit on this podcast, the first guest, when I met her, I had a funny journey that I went through because I was still sitting with this, okay, so my imposter syndrome around my entrepreneurship is gone. I feel like I am an entrepreneur and that I have value, and that I can really be of service with the things that I do, to really be of service to the people that I, yeah, that I serve in my business. But still, I didn't feel like an artist because I couldn't draw, I couldn't paint, right? When I met Sela, Sela, she is an illustrator, an artist, and she creates these beautiful, beautiful paintings and drawings and collages. And in my head, she was the epitome of an artist. She was a full-blown, full-fledged artist in the flesh. You know, she had this, this beautiful studio space. I mean, talk about that really romantic, classic idea of the artist. Sela has such a place, actually, so that's really funny. And then I shared that in the beginning. And now I see where that impression that I had about Sela came from. We chatted a little bit. We were going to do an exchange. She was going to do a crystal grid experience with me. And I was going to do a creative workshop with her. And just kind of have a little taster of what you're doing, what I was doing to uh, invite in some inspiration. And... I was so nervous. I was so nervous. I was thinking to myself, Sela, she is a real artist. She has this whole thing all figured out. And here I am. 
I am only creating these things with the crystals and I'm just putting them on the paper, right? I'm not actually, I'm not actually creating art. I was feeling so nervous because I was thinking, okay, so she's coming over here and she's going to do her creative workshop with me and I'm not going to be able to create something beautiful. I'm not going to be able to create something aesthetically pleasing or a masterpiece and then I will be caught, right? She will know that I'm not a real artist and then I'm just faking that I'm an imposter. She will figure it out. And it was so interesting to notice this because when I take a step back, I can see, I can see these thoughts and realize that actually, of course, no, we're going to have a great time and she's probably an amazing person and all these positive sides of, you know, the experience. But there was still this voice in the back of my head saying, she is going to figure out that you're actually faking it. And she's going to tell every single person in, you know, the creative, in the spiritual scene in Amsterdam. And everybody's going to think, oh, what Caressa is doing? Nah, that's not real. You know, like she's pretending to be an artist, but she's not really an artist. And just to give you some perspective, this is half a year ago, six months ago. Of course, of course, when I sit back and I think, and I sit with this, I can feel that no, but if I really let my mind go there, this is where it goes. Yeah, we met. I had shared that I had these feelings with my partner, with Alessandro before. Of course, he told me, don't worry about it. She's going to love you. You're going to love her. It's going to be amazing. You're going to have such a fun day. And yeah, so Sela came. I was so nervous super, super nervous. Um, first, we did a crystal grid experience, which helped me really drop into myself. Uh, you know, it's where I get to step into my light. It's it's my soul's path. Um, so I noticed that, that whenever I do teach crystal grid experience, I land into a deeper space of being myself. I started teaching and we had so much fun. She taught me her creative workshop, which was uh, Sumi A, if I'm pronouncing that right, a Sumi A painting technique, which is a Japanese kind of mindfulness painting technique. I believe she explained it to me, but I'm sorry if I'm um, if that's not true. And it was really about painting or creating on the flow of the breath. So very mindful, very slow. Or angry, you know, it was really this expression of what was happening inside to let it out on the paper and such, such a challenge for me because I was in my head thinking this has to look like something because otherwise she's going to find out I'm not an artist, I'm actually an imposter, this is all fake, da-da-da-da-da, um, and going through all those motions. And it took me a really long time still, even after dropping into myself in that space of the crystal grid experience, still I felt like I had to prove myself to her, to Sela, the real artist, <laughs> the true artist. Hi, Sela, by the way, if you're listening, I think this is going to be uh, very funny. I shared about this a little bit with you, but not in so much detail. Yeah, We went through the whole painting technique, and finally, after some time, she was able to guide me more 
into myself and actually let go of the mind, which is, it can be so loud. It can be so, so loud. It can be so hard to turn it off because when we let go of the mind, when we let go of the ego, because that's what it is, right? It's ego. It's also my inner child being triggered to not be a part of this community, to be rejected by this community, which I had grown so fond of and uh, which I am so excited to be a part of, right? This creative community. There were a lot of fears. I wanted to be a part of this. I wanted to, to, to be one of them. I wanted to be a real artist, of course. Of course I want to. But in my mind, yeah, I wasn't. I was faking it because I can't paint, I can't draw. <laughs> and what happened, we did we did the workshop and it was beautiful. And I got to sit with that after a while when I got home. Okay, okay. So actually it went great. And actually the things that I made, they weren't so pretty. They weren't so pretty. It wasn't about them being pretty or not, right? It was about expressing my energy and expressing my emotions onto the paper. So when I met Sela again, because we we didn't really quite finish, we ran out of time because we spent the whole day creating and we had such a blast actually. So we said to meet up again and sit down for the podcast that we were going to record. Still in the back of my mind, I had this feeling of, you know, Sela, she is the real artist, not me, not me. I got away with it this time, but she she is the real artist. And when we saw each other that day, I was able to share this with her because I wanted to put it all out in the open on the table. You know, sometimes we can make these things so big in our minds and it's just such a relief to let it out. This is what I did. I shared with her, you know, I um, I didn't even really feel, I don't really feel like a real artist. And I, the last time we met, I was like, yeah, you are the real artist because you can draw and you can paint and actually I'm not. And the thing that she shared with me was so beautiful. And she she shared with me, actually, I don't feel like I am a real artist because I am just an illustrator. You know, I'm not calling myself an artist. I'm calling myself an illustrator. And it just baffled me because I was like, what? But you are, like, you are the, you know, like open open the dictionary and look at the word artist and there's a picture of Sela there. It is so funny that how these perceptions that we have of ourselves can be just the total opposite of what other people see when they see us. And I think we are moving towards a time and space where people are no longer just artists when they are creating and when they are painting. But we are also artists when we are creating art digitally, maybe, or doing, yeah, doing all these funky, crazy things that we can all call arts and we can all call ourselves artists. I shared this with a friend of mine as well and sharing this whole experience that I had when meeting Sela and, and the reflection that I had on myself because of that and and she as well is someone that I went to art school with. She is someone that I see as a real artist. And she had this same notion that I had of, well, actually, uh, she creates these beautiful installations, really cool, very big, big projects. She also had this notion of, well, but I don't, I don't paint or I don't draw. So no, I'm also not a real artist. And then why not? 
right? Why not? Because every other person thinks that, yeah, you are an artist. You create beautiful, beautiful work. And even if you don't sell your work, even if it's not your profession, you know, you, you still get to be an artist. Her feeling that same way, it reflected back to me that maybe it is something that we are taught in society that's only the painters and only the drawers and the sketchers, they are the artists. But it's time to move to this new world where we are all tapping into our creative life force energy, where we are all finding our own language of creativity. And my question to you, what is your language? If you don't think that you are a creative person, if you are... I mean, I guess you clicked on this episode, so somewhere deep down below, you do feel like a creative person or at least a topic of creativity. It sparks up some curiosity for you. So really sitting with that for a moment, you can place a hand on your heart if you want to, but finding finding a tiny space of stillness and asking yourself the question, What is my language? And where is the house of my creativity? And noticing what emerges. Maybe it's the way that you ask questions. Maybe it's the way that you organize your bookcase. Maybe you find arts in the way that you run or move your body. What is your art? And what art are you sharing with the world? Because if art is and creativity is making things to just make the world a little bit more beautiful, And what is your way of making art? How are you painting the world a little bit more beautiful today, tomorrow, this week, this life? What is your language? Hmm. And I would love to hear what is your language? What is your language? Please send your language to me. Please tell me, please tell me. And I would love to put all these things together to show people that there is art everywhere. There's art everywhere. Maybe maybe your canvas is your backyard and your paints are the seeds of flowers. It can be so many things. So a big, big invitation from me to you to sit with that for a little bit and to ponder on what is your way of creating When are you tapped into that life force energy? Also something that I want to record an episode on the creative energetic centers we have in our bodies, the second chakra and the fifth chakra. How are you finding your life force energy away from the place from which we create life, our womb space, the place of our reproductive organs? This is also the place of your your subconscious creativity. 
So when do you feel that your belly is filled with butterflies? That is when you're creating. That is when you are making art. That is when you are making the world a happier, more beautiful place. And the world is so much more beautiful when we are all creating from this place. When we are all tapped into our creative life force energy. When we are stepping into that role of, I am an artist. After having these conversations, I realized if no one is an artist, then we are all artists. Because every single one of us believes that, no, not me, I am not an artist. Well, screw that. Screw that. I am an artist. And you are an artist. We are all artists. We are all making the world more beautiful in our own authentic, unique, and beautiful ways. So I started calling myself. I started calling myself an artist. I have it in my Instagram bio. I have it in my email signature. I have it on my website. I am an artist. I am a crystal grid artist. My language, Art of Crystals. That is my medium. That is how I paint the world a little bit more beautiful. And I think these small acts, they can help you step into it. When someone asks you what you do and you have a side hustle, which is creating, try and respond from that place first. Well, actually, I'm an artist. I'm an artist, and on the side, I also do some marketing. Actually, I create arts. I'm a writer. And also, I, whatever, fill in the blank. And also, sometimes I do people's finances. But stepping into it, because that is also, there is power. There is power in our voices when we use them. When we share this with the world, it becomes easier and easier to step into that role ourselves. When we are sharing with the world that, yes, I am an artist. I am a crystal grid artist. And every single time I say that, it becomes a little bit more true. It becomes a little bit more real. It becomes a little bit more palpable. And the universe knows, oh, you're an artist. Okay. And then it's going to conspire. And it's going to send things my way. Oh, you're an artist. Okay, here you have the opportunity for a studio. Oh, you're an artist. Okay, here is someone who wants to buy your arts. Oh, you're an artist. Okay, this is a magazine that wants to feature your piece. But first, we have to believe it. We have to step into it because if you don't believe it, no one else will. And the people in our surroundings, yes, it can be scary. It can be scary to say, I am an artist. There are things that people think when we say that, but that doesn't matter. Because people will be scared of change. And this is a fact. People are scared of change. We want to stay in our comfort zones. We also want other people to stay in our comfort zone. We don't want someone to change because then you have to change your perspective of that person. You have to redefine what that person means in relationship to you. And this happens the other way around too. So when we say, I am an artist, someone else will go, no, 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 but you are doing finances and you're great at that. And, you know, you have such a talent and da, 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 da. And, oh, you're not going to quit your job, are you? And none of that actually matters. None of that matters. And this is a reality that you will get reflected back to you so much more if 
you don't fully believe it and if you don't fully step into it. If you really feel that, yes, I am an artist, which we all are, right? We all are. But if you step into, into that strong, strong sense of, I am an artist, you will get it reflected back to you. Other people will see and feel your authority of this way of speaking, of this really embodied being, and they will respect it. And if they still don't, then just go do the thing and you'll show them. And then they'll be like, oh, actually, I didn't think you could, but you did. And you are. You are an artist. Hmm. It's all, it's all one big game. And we're allowed to play it. We're allowed to experiment. We're allowed to struggle. We're allowed to trip and get back up and try again. We're allowed to create lousy pieces of art. We're allowed to create really, really ugly things. And then something beautiful again. And then something ugly again. And then we are still an artist. We are still all artists at heart. Please send me your language, your way of creating art. If anything has come up for you, I would love to hear. You can send it over to me on Instagram. I am at with Caressa, or you can send it over on the account of the Crystal Guardian podcast, wherever you want to find me. This is where I want to leave you guys for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm having so much fun with these episodes. And yeah, I hope to catch you on the next one. Make sure to subscribe, leave a review if you loved it. This helps me so, so much in reaching other amazing people who, yeah, who want to know more about creating art and spirituality and crystals and stuff. Thank you so, so much for being here. Speak soon.